Just like that, the second hour is here. Glad you're with us for the Tuesday edition of Hot Mike with Hunt and Withrow across the Outkick Network. Coming up in 20 minutes, John McClain will join us. John. An hour from now, Kurt Schilling is on the show. Hope you'll join us on YouTube. Search out Outkick. Hit subscribe. Join Chad in the chat. Is it busy today? Yeah, chat's been really good. good. My Braves are uh, uh, they got busy losing after clinching that division. They just decided to go ahead and lose four straight. Hopefully they win a couple more before the end of the year so they get home filled throughout. Well, but I thought two weeks ago you weren't too worried about that. I'm, I'm not worried about it, but I would like for them to win I, a few <laughs> you yeah. know, coming up. I mean, they, you know, they won three out of four in Philly. Then they got swept in Miami and got blown out in pretty much every oh, they, game. Oh, they've won a few. They got blown out in Philly <laughs> or at, at home against Philly. Spencer Strider on the mound. I just want them to get home filled throughout. And they're four games up on the Dodgers right now for home field advantage in the National League playoffs. That's what I'm concerned with. Hunter. Orioles have maintained. Yeah. Been five and five. Big win over 10. the Astros yeah. last night. Yeah. They've, they've at least been steady. They haven't dropped. And that's, that's great. I don't know how they've maintained this all year. Yeah. The Braves were 21 and eight in August. They're now eight and nine in September. And they have the third to worst ERA in baseball. They have been resting some of their starters. And doing some things to the pitching staff, but a little bit concerning. I don't want to go in on that much of a low note going into October and the playoffs. So it's time to pick it back up. I'm not too worried. This is historically great offense, but they, it's time to pick it back up. Huh? How worried are you about the offense of the Pittsburgh Steelers? And concerning are you about, uh, uh, concerning is it about Matt Canada calling the plays that they brought back this year and, and Mike Tomlin's decision? Here's a number for you, Hutton. 12.3. That was Kenny Pickett's QBR <laughs> last night. And their win, <laughs> grant you, a win over the Cleveland Browns. Is that higher or lower than week one? That is... Um, Against San Fran. That's maybe higher than my ACT score, quite <laughs> frankly. But uh, lower, probably lower than San Fran's. I don't know. Here's the deal. That offense is awful. And they win last night because of a mammoth effort defensively. And they win because Deshaun Watson was terrible in that game also. They're not winning because of Matt Canada. 12.3 QBR, 50% completion percentage, 222 passing yards uh, in that game. Not going to get the job done. And when Pittsburgh Steelers fans, known as some of the best and smartest in all of football, are chanting fire Matt Canada, Wow. During the game, loudly, where you could hear it on the broadcast, that is not a good sign. This guy's not getting it done. Uh, one of the dads on my kid's softball team, huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, came up to me after the game last night, watching the game on his phone, and said, please, 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 tell everyone how Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin needs to fire Matt Canada in season if they're going to do anything. And you know what I told him, Hutton? I said, you know what, because I like you. Danny, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to tell everyone that Matt Canada needs to go. Here's the deal. Kenny Pickett, I believe, has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. I'm way higher on him than, let's say, a Mac Jones, who many people are waiting to see what's going to happen. Obviously higher on him than Justin Fields and what we've seen. He's not there right now, and I think it's in large part because there's an offensive coordinator that is not getting the job done. They need to move on from Matt Canada uh, Kenny Pickett's not getting any better with under Matt Canada offensively. And that Steelers team, this is the formula for how they're going to have to win. Two defensive touchdowns, 
Well, that's not sustainable. They're going to have to be better offensively. They're not going to be better with Matt Canada as the offensive coordinator. It's that simple. Cleveland's on the other end of that. At least the Steelers won the game, right? But yeah. Cleveland also in, in a bad spot, losing Nick Chubb, Chad, and uh, to awful injury. And it has sparked the the running back debate and the, the salary, the money, the, the franchise tag, the discrepancy in pay versus other skilled positions. Um, it, they're at $8 million off. They only position lower, kicker, punter, long snapper uh, grouped together there uh, that would receive less on a tag based on the structure of the salary cap, and that's through the CBA. That was collectively bargained. But last night's injury to Chubb on Monday night, that is exactly the reason why running backs have an argument to be heard. And quite frankly, I agree with them on where they're coming from here because it's the only position where a player can take a hit like that and it's deemed clean and not penalized, fined, doesn't hurt your team. It's just a bad circumstance that the injury occurred. I'm not saying it's a dirty hit, by the way, but there is no concept of a defenseless running back. You can't necessarily just randomly hit a wide receiver like that when he's not having the football and get away with it. Um, but from the running back perspective, they're looking at wide receiver going, there's defenseless receiver. There's no defenseless running back. You can take, take them out at any point, and it's just deemed part of the position. Even kickers and punters are protected more by the rules. We certainly know about quarterback, and the line of scrimmage has certainly changed on rules that you uh, that they enforce that you can and can't do now, either going low or using you know certain blocks on kickoff returns, wedge, all that's gone. But you can take the hit like that to one of your highest paid players on a roster, and it's deemed fine and part of the game. That's their that's their argument. Their timing of it is way off, a lot like the NFLPA in general. But when I see all the comments from players, and, and look, I'm, I'm not knocking the comments. The sentiment is, man, this is awful for him. This is exactly why they're arguing for the pay. The running backs were ridiculed and laughed at over the Zoom meeting that they held. I was harping on the fact that they held it later than when they should have. But you also have running backs who are underpaid looking at Patrick Mahomes getting the uh, contract we worked, reworked yesterday. By the way, Patrick Mahomes remains underpaid. You still make that argument that he's underpaid for the Kansas City Chiefs and the value that he brings to them is more value than any player in the NFL currently for that roster. Point being, they're not getting what they should be getting because they don't band together and actually work at getting something done. They just move on to the next game, the next play, the next hit. And in the running back's perspective, Chad, it's more of the same. You take the hits, you're carted off, and it's used the example of why you don't pay running backs. I think you can point to the example of why they deserve to pay more, uh, to, to be, pay poor, uh, be paid more based on the fact that it is open season on the position 
at any point in the game. You can't go low when you're sacking the quarterback now. You can't go at the legs. You can't go at the head. It's tough to even figure out if you can touch them with a finger or it's roughing the passer. There's no, there's no roughing the running back. And in Nick Chubb's case, he's now suffered the second injury to that same knee because of it. Hutton, I, there's positions in football where obviously you have to be tough, right? You got to be tough and tough-minded and big physically to withstand the trenches if you're an offensive or defensive lineman, as an example. I really think, to your point, the running back is the last true gladiator in all of football. That's the last position. I, you, you hit the nail on the head with this because you can sum it up by saying, you know, there are defenseless receivers. The quarterback is always seen as defenseless. Right. That running back is a magnet for enormous bodies to pile up on top of them whenever they carry the football. It is everyone on defense go, take shots at the legs, take shots up high, get this guy to the ground, and then when he's on the ground, pile up on top of him and then have him get back up, hand the ball to the ref, and do it all over again. It is a tough, tough position. And it's the one spot, quite frankly, that I look at and say, it's the same play in that position as it was in the 70s or 80s for a lot of these guys. Not that different. Everywhere else in football, way different. Go watch footage on NFL films from the 70s and what guys got away with in the secondary with hits. And I'm not saying that's good for the sport when you can headhunt and try to knock people out of games that way. But man, the running back position for the way they're paid compared to everyone else. I'm not trying to cry poverty over running backs that are highly paid in the NFL. Or, you know, I'm not comparing it to a coal miner in West Virginia. Or anything like that. So let's not get too carried away. But in football terms in the NFL, I believe the running back is the last true gladiator of the sport. The way well, they have to play the game. And I mean it just in the and it's based on how the cap structure works and the franchise tag. But and I understand why the ownership and general managers and how they use it this way, because you can use up the running back. If you draft someone uh, in the first round, you could have them for seven years if you so choose based on the, the franchise tag, and then you move on to the next guy because they're so battered and the, the, you know, the, the tread is off the wheel, so to speak, off the tire. But it's an $8 million gap between running back and the next position as they look up at the tag money and how it's allocated if the, the team decides to use it. Uh, the, the again, the only position that receives less on the tag is kickers and punters, and they're at like four or five million, I believe. Running backs ten point one. It's crazy. And then you've got guys who are making more than that for teams that were five or six teams that are paying running backs uh, top dollar, and those guys are going out, and the other guys are being franchise tagged to keep that number relatively even. Jonathan Taylor is a good example of that. He, well, he, he, it's the position where if, he, if Taylor returns and rushes for 1,500 yards, let's say, as he comes back, or 1,200, he's not, he's not helping himself by doing that to get an extension on the contract. Uh, same, would, same would be for if he started the season in week one and ran for 2,000 yards. He's not helping himself to get a contract extension. The only thing that's coming towards him is the – franchise tag that's lower than any other position and where he could take a hit just like we saw Chubb take. If it's just about business and about money, and that's ultimately what you know great athletes want and nothing else matters as much as that, 
tough for me to find the business decision in wanting to play running back. Yeah, and I brought, I brought over that some up other this, positions. Yeah, this offseason. So like, I, I, I mean, wonder... I get the glory in it, and I know guys, you know, true dudes, they want the football in their hands. And you can get it a lot more in your hands if you're a running back at times. So I understand that desire to want to carry the ball, want to score touchdowns, want to break off a big run, want to be tough, physical, all those things. That's inherent in a lot of these players. But if we're getting into more and more of an era of business decisions with top football players, I don't know why you pick that position and you don't just try to play something else. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, and you know, you're growing up for them, they would have seen some of the top backs in the league. Yeah, Emmett right? Smith, the, Barry it, Sanders. Yes. Uh, well, that's probably that's well, me growing up. These these guys more Adrian um, Peterson. Yeah, Adrian you know, Peterson's uh, a great example. Adrian Peterson, Chris Johnson, and others. Sean right? Alexander. No doubt. And, you know, that those guys were watching the players you were just referencing, Chad. And yeah. now, if you're in middle school, going into high school, whatever, the players that are playing your, your current position, maybe the best player on the field is playing running back or quarterback, you're hearing the guys that are saying, yeah, it's not worth it anymore. Don't do it. Well, so and I, I think a lot of times the perception is built by those that you're emulating. Yeah, and are you more prone to wear a Justin Jefferson jersey or a Jonathan Taylor jersey if right. you're a kid today? I think it's just shifted to receivers the way cooler position regardless if you're a kid. And the rules are set up that way. And too, obviously right? quarterback's always been cool. Yeah. That's always that's never well, now, gonna go out now, of style. Now corner and, and pass rush is cool. Yeah. You know, a, a defensive tackle now too. Quarterback never going out of style. Chad, uh, Austin Eckler, uh, there's no timeline for his return to the Chargers lineup. They have Joshua Kelly there in the backfield. but Who's a good player? A good player. He's but not, not Eckler, but he's a good Eckler player. Not Eckler in terms of scoring, but the issue in Los Angeles isn't scoring. It's the fact that their defense allows the opponent to score so much, and Eckler is a key factor for them, and they're staring down 0-2, and so are the Minnesota Vikings, who... Staring down 0-3. Uh, or, yeah, sorry, staring down over 3 It's 0-2 versus 0-2 yeah. uh, this week in Minnesota, this, this coming Sunday. And you've got uh, the Vikings who just got rid of Dalvin Cook by their own choosing. Well, Cook's choosing too, but they weren't going to pay him the money that he was owed this uh, upcoming season. And instead of paying him, they... Let him lose. Yeah, can Austin Eckler play linebacker? That's the question I right. would ask because that's where they need help. Saquon Barkley, week to week uh, with the ankle sprain for the, the New York Giants. He went out late in the game um, in, in Arizona. They play Thursday night in San Francisco. He's not playing in that game. But the week to week element of this, Chad, um, goes back to why there was hesitancy on the Giants' part to give him any contract extension. And instead, wanted to just put him on the tag and try to work something out after the fact. Well, he's been banged up throughout his career, and he's banged up again. And the reason why the Giants were the Giants a year ago, in my opinion, Barkley was leading them from week one on. They started in Nashville week one, and he was phenomenal. And he was healthy. And now they're going through a stretch where they're lucky to be one and one, quite frankly, with a comeback that we've not seen. The Giants haven't seen. 150 times they've been trailed by 21 points or more, and they've never come back to win the game until this past Sunday. And now they see their top player limp off with a, an ankle issue that is going to require more time than 
just a Thursday night football and an extra weekend to recover. Yeah, this is just once again more of the last gladiators of the NFL headlines. We've gone through now three injuries involving top guys in the league. And the last headline, Hutton is a guy who was a top guy in the league that's about to get traded, possibly to the team that just lost their gladiator of a running back. Yeah, it's uh, Jonathan Taylor or maybe Cam Akers. Cam Akers, yeah. Cam Akers, too, who's benched uh, in week two. And he's looking for a landing spot, looking for a, a team and a coach that wants to use him. Stefanski would be that landing spot because he wants the running game to lead the charge offensively. Even with Deshaun Watson. Well, he needs to it to lead the charge with Watson's play so far, yeah, too. No, well, no doubt. We come back and Tom McClain leads the charge. More NFL discussion next. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. One of our longtime friends, colleague, and Pro Football Hall of Fame selector, John McClain, joins us. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow rolls on across the Outkick Network. SportsRadio610.com is where you can hear and read his great work. John, good to see you. Good to see you guys. Thank you very much. John, uh, I, I wanted to start with a game last night. Deshaun Watson, a guy you're very familiar with. Um, two face mask penalties. In that game on him, uh, he shoves an official out of the way, and he accounts for two turnovers that lead to two Pittsburgh touchdowns. Not a great start. Certainly not a good game for Deshaun Watson in that one against the Steelers. And they lost their best offensive player, Nick Chubb, for the season, which is, should be a huge loss for them and put even more pressure on Watson. In that first victory over Cincinnati, he didn't play very well, and uh, the defense played great. Now, Jim Schwartz has got that defense playing better than I've ever seen it. You guys know the last time Cleveland started 2-0? 1993. And they had a chance last night. Watson, he's getting eviscerated on the talk shows and by the fans, especially in light of Baker Mayfield starting 2-0 and as uh, the new quarterback um, at um, – Tampa. My mind's gone Tampa. Tampa, yeah. They played great, yeah. too. Isn't it weird that the NFC South was supposed to be a pushover like the AFC South, and you got three unbeaten teams. You got Tampa Bay, Atlanta, 
and uh, New Orleans, with Carolina bringing up the rear. But this is a game that the Titans could win because the Titans are going to shut down the run anyway because they're great against the run. And uh, I think they'll get all over Watson. A lot of pressure on him. And he does not look like the quarterback who played here in 2020, his last good season. I thought with the offseason to uh, get back with his team, everybody gave him a mulligan for last season because of his suspension and the fact he missed 2021 because of losses. I thought he'd come back with a bang, but he's come back with a whimper. Yeah, in eight games now as the the Browns starter, 11 total touchdowns, eight interceptions. Not good. Uh, Not a good start. Kareem Hunt's reportedly visiting with the Browns today. Uh, That's according to Ian Rappaport. Cam Akers is on the trade block. Who knows what happens with Jonathan Taylor? Who do you think the Browns turn to, knowing that they're talking with Kareem Hunt now, John, and considering that they're going into a week against the Titans in week three, they return back home to Cleveland against a defense that stops the run and wants to put it on Watson based on what we've seen. What I want to say is if Watson plays like that again, will the fans start to boo him? Because, you know, they know he's the highest paid quarterback at $230 million fully guaranteed. And they know he got a mulligan last year. But if the Titans intercept the pass or have a strip sack early, I wonder if the fans will turn on him. I've seen him do that to, to uh, quarterbacks during my almost 50 years of covering the NFL. And Kareem Hunt was there. They know him. I don't see him giving up a high pick for Jonathan Taylor. The Texans have their number one pick. The Texans have, I think, another pick up there to complete the Watson trade. But they're desperate because right now they don't want everything to be on his right arm because he hadn't done anything to inspire confidence that he can play the way he needs to play in a division tough from top to bottom. John, I was curious to see if Titans fans were going to boo Ryan Tannehill at home if he started the way he finished in New Orleans the week before. But instead, Tannehill went out there and played really well for that Titans offense, hit some big plays. Titans get a a big win. Uh, Watching the Titans beat the Chargers, watching the Jags flail around offensively against Kansas City, does it change any of the thinking in the AFC South, or do you leave those two games feeling pretty much the same about both teams in that division? One thing that surprised me about the Jacksonville game, the defense played well. Trevor Lawrence did not. He missed open receivers with a lot of pressure on him. Texans play at Jacksonville. They beat him in Jacksonville last year, and they usually play well at least once a season under when they play against the Jaguars. But Jacksonville's offense just looked discombobulated. Don't know how much that had to do with the Chiefs' defense, but Kansas City's offense wasn't the kind of offense we're used to seeing. But, you know, I think right now we know the Titans have a really good defense again. The key is the offense, the running game, and how Ryan Tannehill can operate off that running game. Because if he's got play action, that's what he's so good at. If he doesn't have it, you know, he's not a a real good quarterback. Everybody knows it. But I'll guarantee you the coaches as well as the fans gave a big – after that game by Ryan Tannehill. John, you're there in Houston covering the Texans and C.J. Stroud. You've been high on the rookie uh, early on with not a lot of great things going on around him. 
Um, what gives you confidence in C.J. Stroud and what you've seen so far? I wrote, I've written two columns this week for SportsRadio610.com, one after the game and one today. The one today is there can be no doubt for anybody that's watched Stroud, they found a second franchise quarterback in team history behind Deshaun Watson. His stats in the first two games compared to Watson's stats in his first two starts that came after coming off the bench for a half, Strouds are better. And what makes Strouds interesting, he's taken over a bad team that's been rebuilding for three years. Watson took over a team that won the AFC South and reached the second round of the playoffs. And so he has an offensive line. Titans think they got problems in the offensive line. People are like, oh, my goodness, the Texans had four starters out against Indianapolis. That was four starters, three of whom were backups and had replaced other starters. They're on their second left tackle, third left guard, third center, third right tackle. The only player who's played since going back to the preseason regular starter, Shaq Mason, a right guard they acquired from the Bucks in a trade, and he hasn't played well. So, therefore, they cannot run the ball at all. They average two yards of carry. And Damon Pierce, Damon Pierce is a good running back, but he can't he can't get any room. He keeps getting in hitting the backfield. When they play the Titans, they might be able to get, you know, 20 yards. But when when the hour first short-term hour uh comes in two more games, they'll get back their right tackle and their center. Laramie Tunsil missed this game, their best player on the team. He should be back. But Stroud to be able to do what he's done. No interceptions, no forcing in coverage, a lot of one-step drops, firing the ball accurately, perfectly placed, had a touchdown pass called back in this game, second most completions by a rookie quarterback in two games in history to Joe Burrow in 2020. And right now, uh, he looks a whole lot better than Bryce Young, who I watched last night, and then Anthony Richardson left the game with a concussion after running for two touchdowns. But uh, people here, as you guys know, if you got a franchise quarterback, it's easier to build around him than to continually look for a quarterback that you hope can take you to the Super Bowl. John, what's the what's the panic level in Cincinnati uh, with the calf injury now uh, a larger concern because it's clearly been re-aggravated? They were already dialing back the playbook over the first couple of weeks due to that issue for Joe Burrow uh, and now they they go into a week where they're playing on Monday night Jake Browning's the backup and without Burrow at his at his best who are the Bengals their team is going to be fighting for a wild card berth I picked Baltimore to win the division and win the Super Bowl because I just wanted to be different right now I'm feeling confident although so much can change after early in the season. It's only a barometer for the immediate, not for the long term. When you see Burrow during a game on the bench with his leg across his knee and he's got a little contraption massaging his calf, you know he's got a problem. And there's nobody over there massaging it for him. And it's not going to get better when you play. And I saw a stat. They're told about how quick he dropped back to pass last season, and he's about half of that this season. And their running game's not real good to take some pressure off of him, but still that division is so competitive. Cincinnati has a lot of talent. And Zach Taylor could say, hey, two years ago we started 0-2. 
and we reached the Super Bowl. Johnny, uh, your thoughts on the Chicago Bears? They they lose in a, what was a, a very winnable road game uh, against Tampa Bay. You, you mentioned earlier Baker Mayfield played great in this game. Justin Fields did not, and now at zero and two, they hit the road to go to Kansas City to face the one and one Chiefs. Well, we know they're going to lose that game, of course. <laughs> but thing is, they've looked bad doing it. They expected Fields to be better. Now, he's getting sacked a lot, not like C.J. Stroud. Stroud's been sacked 11 times. He's been hit 19 times. And he's on a pace for 93 sacks, which would shatter the record that David Carr set in the Texans' inaugural season of 2002 when he was sacked 76 times. But Stroud is still completing a lot of passes, and he's and he he's he's just been tremendous. Fields is not. He's making the same mistakes he made last year. Now there's talk. Well, maybe they should tank to try to get a quarterback uh, because they do have uh, not only their pick but they have Carolina's first round pick, and it should be a deep quarterback draft. And then maybe Fields would go somewhere where they could better utilize him. People are saying, well, you shouldn't have Matt Eberflus, a defensive coordinator, as your head coach, which is BS because if you get the right coordinator and quarterback coach and play caller, of course a guy can work with a defensive head coach like Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll and Tom Landry and a lot of other coaches that have been tremendous throughout history, starting on the defensive side of the ball. Excuse me, John. Matt Eberflus feels like he's already been fired um, and the Bears are going to have an opening. Would Deion Sanders work in the NFL? I didn't think Deion would work in college football. Now I watch every minute of every game that he has. I passed up a trip to Waco to watch Texas uh, just hammer Baylor because I want to see Oregon and Colorado. You know, it's it's must-see TV. I think it could work, yes. And he's he's shown you got to have a quarterback, and he's got one. His son Shadur, who if he came out this in this draft, he'd be a high number one pick. If he waits a year, stays with Daddy, and uh, he and Travis Hunter come out together, and he might be the first overall pick in 2025. But I believe that Dion, based on the success he had at Jackson State, and I wondered how serious he would be about coaching, and he is. And the success he's had in Colorado, which considering they won one game last year and he had 87 new players, is one of the all-time great coaching jobs. And they're so entertaining to watch. I took a nap so I could stay up and watch the whole game Saturday night and early Sunday morning. So I think it would. But, you know, you got to be an owner and you got to be a general manager that doesn't mind the head coach dominating everything. John McClain with us. John, uh... Denver is in Miami this week at 0-2. What do you make of what we've seen from Russell Wilson in the new pairing with Sean Payton? Russell Wilson's played pretty well. You know, they hit the Hail Mary and then uh, missed a two-point pass to force overtime, and I was glad. I don't like Sean Payton. I don't like what he did in Nathaniel Hackett. And guess what? He's got clock management issues. That's one of the things he was critical of Hackett for having clock management issues. Is it him? Is it Russell Wilson? Is it a combination of? They'll lose this game. They've lost two. I'd love to see him start 0-3 just to, because I, I 
just after watching him do do that to Nathaniel Hackett, I thought it was so low class. So every time he loses, as far as I'm concerned, that's good. Yeah, and they had an 18 point lead at home, and then they were outscored 32 to six from like midway through the second quarter until that last second hail mary. I mean, it makes it even better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John, as always, we, we love the visits each and every week. Hope you have a great rest of the week and. Enjoy the college football. Uh, you've mentioned that a couple of times here. So I, I, we're doing the same on this end. And enjoy week three that kicks off on Thursday night. Guys, thank you very much. As always, good luck to the Titans. Texans have the Browns' number one pick, so they want the Browns to lose. <laughs> Every game, just like the Cardinals want the Texans to lose because they have their number one. Thank you, guys. I'll see you next week. Pretty easy yeah. for Texans fans to root against the Browns considering their quarterback also. Oh, yeah. And all the history there. That's a, that's an that's an easy sales pitch for Texans fans. Hey, root against Deshaun Watson. Okay, sign me up. Done. Bring against him. Not hard to do. Uh, by the way, the NFL says they're not going to penalize Deshaun Watson. They said the contact did not warrant punishment. Okay. Whatever. If that's a different player, they're getting penalized. And well, I'm not just saying Watson specifically. I'm saying star quarterback gets a break on oh, that one. Yes. Because if that's someone that Deshaun Watson has a history, else. not necessarily a history of bad on-field behavior, but he definitely has a history that the league has had to look into. Anyone else with a history in the National Football League that doesn't play quarterback is getting some sort of fine. We discussed quarterback. That's my quarterback is coming up. But who should shine right now that would be much better in a different system? A backup to buy stock in. Did Davey wear his sunglasses to honor T.O. this week? Maybe. That's next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sixth and Peabody, our location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow across the Outkick Network. And Hutton, can I share a quick theory with you? Sure. The more numbers you have in your X profile, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, the dumber you are. And the angrier you are with everything and anything. I found that most people that come after me on X, uh, still getting used to that, they have a bunch of numbers in their name, like this guy. Uh, well, what, what's the okay? Before you, what's the? I think it's probably two or three numbers the in more a username number, where I I believe after that it's a fake account or a bot. After that, I think it's people that no one's going to create an account with out like of, seven out of, numbers. No, out of stupidity, I think people put their phone number in. Or or I, I really do. I got into it with a guy over the weekend that had his phone number. Like it was clearly an area code and a phone number followed by his name. Th this X user is Jim S seven seven eight zero six four nine six. That's his number. Okay. Uh, Outkick posted a video of us talking about uh, was it a, a dirty hit at Colorado State with Colorado? 
I, I my claim is it was a dirty hit. I'm glad how yeah. everybody's handled it since. Yeah. But in the moment, it was a player taking his shot and he took it. Sure. Uh, I agree. Jim Jim S S seven seven eight zero six four nine six writes and says it's called football. Notice after the hit, Colorado receivers didn't want to go over the middle. A lot of out patterns. Dude, he was injured on the sideline. So your claim on is that path. this hit was to intimidate them to not run over the middle. So the hit where their teammates saw his liver lacerated on the <laughs> sideline on a late hit, that encouraged them to, as Jim S. with all the numbers says, run back to where their player was hurt. We're going to go more out patterns to try to get hurt over there again. Just think before you post this ridiculous stuff. I would have said tweet, but now it's post. That's just completely moronic. Again, I just wanted to share that theory. The more numbers in your social media account, the dumber you are. This is science. Maybe you've seen the tweets or or posts uh, about the new addition to the Outkick network, and that's Donovan McNabb. The five spot with Donovan McNabb. Uh, debuts on OutKick right now, uh, Tuesdays and Fridays on the OutKick Network. Facebook, X, YouTube. You check out OutKick with Donovan McNabb, the five spot with Donovan. And Armando Salguero, also a part of uh, the show. Love this. And we've seen a a small clip of this so far. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. Donovan's going to join us on Thursdays. Hot Mike, looking forward to that. Going to join us uh, somewhat regularly as well. So that's going to be awesome. Uh, Donovan McNabb, one of my favorite players to watch uh, in the NFL. Lots of fun. Electric player. And he's going to be electric without kick. So that's going to be a, if you're an NFL fan, must watch. Chad, uh, uh, can't wait for this. Uh, and also, we've got the, the Kurt Schilling Baseball Show as a part of the Outkick Network with the podcast. Uh, he will join us coming up in 15 minutes. The uh, So the bar owner in Milwaukee that had the the promotion going about when the Jets win, when the Jets lose, and you can run up the bar tab uh, based on expectations of uh, the Jets winning or losing. So it was when the Jets lost, the bar would pick up the tab because Rodgers had left the Packers, right? It was the – well, so whenever Rodgers gets hurt in week one, the entire bar thinks, man, this is – Let's go. Call up all the friends. Let's run up the tab. Jack's American Pub. There you go. Great name. And uh, at Jack's, well, of course, the Jets ended up winning that game against the Bills, and they had they they had uh, uh, fans. A lot of people there. had to pay up. A lot of people with astronomical tabs. Well, a lot now, of people ordering Goldschlager shots flipped. once they saw him get injured, yeah. thinking, I'm, "But this is on the house. Uh, <laughs> I'm going high end tonight, baby. Here we go." Made with real flakes of gold. Get some shots for my friends over here they, also. Uh, it's on my tab. It's on Hutton, H-U-T-T-O-N. That's on my tab. You put those drinks over there. They've now flipped it to where when the uh, when the Jets win, uh, that's whenever you get to run it up. If you can get this much free publicity, which Fox News and other outlets has given this bar, why doesn't every bar owner do some ridiculous promotion to try to get this level of free promotion? I- I'm being serious. It's what him. a it's great advertisement for Jack's American Pub. Now, you have to somehow sort through the numbers and understand that I'm not going to lose my ass on this promotion if they end up winning a bunch of games, right? you gotta, yeah. you got to put crunch the numbers 
and show that up. But if you can do a something lot of well drinks. that generates this level of interest, it's a lot of Kentucky Tavern, <laughs> bourbon and Cokes. Um, but if you can make it work, I mean, why not? Uh, look at the fr- – we've talked about this story three times already. I know. Jack's American Pub. Be a fourth Jack's American Pub. They have not paid a dime to us, and we are just giving them free publicity. I, if, if Jack is – I don't know if this is like in memoriam, uh, a memorial no, honor a for him. I don't. If he's alive, Jack, I salute you, sir. Well done. Uh, maybe he can make it up, uh, the, the owner, by just – Laying down some some cash with uh, PointsBet. Outkick.com slash bet. If you haven't taken a shot with PointsBet, now's the perfect moment. Reason why? Exclusively for first-time PointsBet users. Grab this unique offer. Right now, PointsBet users can get up to $1,000 in second-chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, PointsBet has your back with a second chance. Get this offer by visiting Outkick.com slash bet. Complete the registration process with PointsBet and make your first bet. And if you don't know what a second chance is, your first bet doesn't have, it loses, that's when the second chance comes into play. Remember, terms and conditions apply. You got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem 1-800-GAMBLER. Head over to outkick.com slash bet now to snag this offer. Outkick.com slash bet. Tomorrow's promo, we will define more gambling terms. Well, second chance. I like that. Or just yeah. second chance. Yeah. Uh, I like no, definitions. No second chance Big needed. Big dictionary guy over here. No second chance needed for Davey Hudson. He understood the assignment. The glasses are on. It is oh, time for yes. That's My Quarterback. It's my quarterback. All right, guys, in honor of T.O., I do have the sunglasses also. Davey also you know, fighting back tears throughout this entire segment in honor of T.O. It'll be Every difficult. Week. Did you guys know, so Tara Owens ended up going to the University of Tennessee Chattanooga, so UTC. Nope. When he committed there, he thought he was actually committing to the University of Tennessee at Knoxville and going to play for the Vols. He did not realize those were two separate teams. I did realize that. He is from like North Alabama, I think, somewhere, and then, yeah. Uh, that's uh. Then he holds his Hall of Fame fact. induction. Uh, Davies fact there. of the day. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, managed to uh, turn it into a third round draft pick, and the rest is history from there. But guys, for our first question on quarterback of the day, quit holding me back. It's a quarterback that would shine in a different system or needs a new head coach. Who are you going with? Well, I hit it earlier. It's Kenny Pickett. Uh, it's not Mike Tomlin that's holding him back. It's Matt Canada, his offensive coordinator. I think Kenny Pickett's got the potential to be a franchise quarterback and a big-time winner in Pittsburgh. He's not going to reach that potential as long as Matt Canada is calling plays. Uh, for me, it's Justin Herbert. And it's not because of the offense or uh, the coaching of what we've seen from him. He could become the fourth ever quarterback uh, to have 50 or more touchdown passes uh, in a season. Um, I don't, I mean, many were predicting that. I don't think it's a bold prediction because of what he does on a routine basis. But what's holding him back is Brandon Staley and the defense because the defense also routinely allows the quarterback on the opposite sideline to feel like they can also have a 50 touchdown season, maybe a game based on the way we've seen this Chargers defense play. It's, it is Herbert paired with the defense of what we've seen from the Chargers. Both solid answer, answers, guys. I would probably add into that conversation. I know we were only able to pick one, but Justin Fields, something isn't there, and uh, I'll be curious to see how that plays out. But for next... I will say for Justin Fields, I think it's Justin Fields holding himself back more than anything else. The coaching's not been good either. I'm not a believer in Justin Fields. But, yeah, also a possibility for sure. All right, guys. So, 
talked about some guys being held back. Who are some guys that are in front, and who is the backup that you need to buy some stock in? Well, I, I don't think uh, my answer is a popular one yet. Um, but a lot of people are on the bandwagon of Sam Howell, and it was a great performance by Washington to get back into the game uh, in Denver and then win it. And, and Howell's, uh, he has not been bad. But Jacoby Brissett is, I mean, his career is defined by being the backup to a quarterback that either gets hurt or that needs to step aside because things aren't going so well. I think Washington's going to be a very up-and-down, bumpy team uh, across their schedule, and they're going to face some hurdles, and eventually we're going to see Brissett at some point. As far as backups, though, go, Chad, there are not a lot of great options, which makes this a great question. Brissett is the steady backup option wherever he is, and if Hal's not the answer, Brissett will be the short-time solution. High-level backup QB play with Jacoby Brissett, no doubt about it. Gardner Minshew is a high-level backup quarterback yes, also. Yes. And he showed why going 19 for 23 for uh, 19 for 23 for 171 and a touchdown on Sunday. That's and, what he uh, does. They won 31 to 20. QBR of 90.5. What was the old ESPN 30 for 30? What if I told you? What if I told you that Gardner Minshew just didn't lose in Indy? And while Anthony Richardson is out with a concussion, Gardner Minshew won a couple games. And then what would happen when Anthony Richardson is healthy again if the Colts are winning with Gardner Minshew? I'm buying stock in Gardner Minshew possibly being a better option than the rookie quarterback right now. Now, I don't know that I would do it if I'm Indianapolis because you got to find out what Richardson has. And he hasn't been bad. To well, start the season, he wasn't bad at the start of this game. No, he had, he's but been okay, but he gets hurt. Minshew might be able to win more for the Colts this year than Anthony Richardson. I'm buying stock in Gardner Minshew. Well, uh, Minshew, it, it's crazy. I always, whenever I see him, I think back to walking through the Jacksonville airport every year whenever he was the starter in Minshew Mania in Jacksonville. He was everywhere in the airport. He was the face of the city. He made it was his voice on the announcement. Welcome to Jacksonville. Hey, this is Gardner Minshew. The Fuller mustaches. Yeah, and... enjoy, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence is drafted, and we know Minshew's out, right? But he's still there. And you're still seeing him. Uh, you're still seeing him all over the airport as the uh, the face of the franchise when even he knew he was about to be traded to, to Philadelphia, um, given the circumstance of he's on every billboard and they want Trevor yep. Lawrence to have the starting opportunity and be the face of the franchise. You're not going to have the guy that was on the billboard, be the backup in the locker room, regardless of how good he was as a backup. I love the Gardner Minshew story guy that after leaving ECU thought he was going to go hold the clipboard for uh, some quarterbacks at Alabama, potentially Tennessee. And then he gets a call from a, a man named Mike Leach and Mike Leach asked Gardner, he said, how would you like to lead the nation in passing? Little do we know that's what actually happened in uh, also looks like a guy that when he's done playing, uh, Jake Plummer is going to ask, would you like to do some shrooms with me? And the answer will be yes from Gardner Minshew. He's going to wait until the He has the look over. of a man that's definitely going to do shrooms with Jake Plummer one day. Yeah, I really like Aaron that Aaron Rodgers would do it with him right now. Yeah, they, maybe, maybe they did this past offseason. Hey, uh, the next question you have, Davey, this guy that Minshew could be an answer for. It's a solid one right there. But which quarterback would you love to see be on the next, I guess, season of Netflix's Show quarterback. No, oh, I, I hope we see it. Um, I know we we will see Stafford. I want to see Joe Burrow, Joe Cool behind the scenes. You know, it, he's 
Talk about getting a haircut because they lost week one. Certainly didn't help in week two with the calf injury uh, that was re-aggravated. He's, he's wearing the linen suits off the plane. I think Burrow would be awesome. Yeah, I think Burrow would be good. I, I think it's tough to go wrong with this, and I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. Loved his work in the commercials back when he was relevant and in commercials. I think he's relevant again with Tampa Bay with his start. He's got a big personality. At this show, though, what it displayed in season one was they can make boring dudes look interesting. Hello, Marcus Mariota. He was not dull on this show because of the behind-the-scenes nature of it. So I think you could take any quarterback in the NFL and make them interesting with this show. Kirk Cousins but also I, applies. I'd rather see someone that's actually interesting and fun, and that's Baker Mayfield. Too many quarterbacks that are saying that they're boring and dull that won't do it. That sucks. Now let us find out. Yeah, Mariota's boring and dull, but he was compelling on the show. Because you get to see a different side and go behind the scenes with it, it's still interesting. Come on, Josh Allen. Come on, Justin Herbert. Yeah, Josh Allen's got he's, – he's doing good commercials too. Yeah, I, get him on there. Kurt Schilling good joins job, us next. Talk Major League Baseball and the upcoming playoff season.